Today on Verity Talk, we are going to talk about cicadas emerging after 17 years, someone suing the Biden administration, and apparently Snow White's problematic. This is Jordan Rees with Verity Talk. Alrighty, welcome to Verity Talk. Three interesting things of the day. So I recently just got a new interlinear Bible. And if you don't know what an interlinear Bible is, it's a Bible that has multiple versions in it. And you can buy different kinds. But the specific kind I got was a Greek slash Hebrew slash English Bible. And the reason I love this book, and if you don't know, I love books that help me learn things. Um, I don't read Christian books that have the title How to Become a Better You and stuff like that. But I like books that help me learn, uh, educate myself, basically. And the cool thing about this book is if you're reading the Old Testament, it'll give you the Hebrew and it'll give you the one word above the actual Hebrew uh whatever that word is but then on the left side of that it'll give a literal translation and it it it's a good book and i love it and um if you're looking into that you can buy it on amazon for about 50 bucks but uh, anyways and number 2 I learned how to make chicken wings, and they are so good. Um, it's a recipe with Frank's sauce, that Frank's either buffalo sauce or Frank's hot sauce, whatever you use. But uh, it's one that you have to use butter with, and it is amazing. But the thing that you have to do with it is uh, because the recipe... It's one where you put the Frank sauce inside a pan and like heat it up and then you're supposed to put it in that pan and flip it over. But what you have to do to get the sauce really on it is get a big bottle of Frank sauce and then once you do that process with the Frank sauce inside the pan, you put the wings inside the bowl and smother it. And that's what really makes it uh, taste good. Um, but you can look that up for yourself. And then if you're into coffee, there's a company called the Big Bear Brewing Company Coffee. Yeah. Um, and this coffee, obviously, as the name says, is in Big Bear, this coffee company. Now, the reason I love this place is because they have so many different flavored coffees and it it's so full of flavor and there's like banana nut almond uh banana blueberry just so many different flavored coffees and uh the ones i've had well for sure the one i had was banana nut it is so good and I think the second one I had was called Mother's Camp or something like that. Some of them have titles that are a mixture of things. 
But um, if you want to look that up yourself, they do internet orders and they'll send it to you. And I think it's about 16 bucks for a pound and then for a half pound, it's like around eight bucks. But uh, you can look up for yourself, Big Bear Brewing Company. It, it And they'll show you the, all the different flavors that they have. But so good. So good. Anyways, um, we'll be right back with the news after these messages. Welcome to Things Jesus Never Said. Number one, therefore go and make disciples of all nations. Unless they live in rural villages that are hard to get to in faraway places like China. You don't have to worry about them. They can figure it out on their own. Number two, have you not read in the beginning? He made them and let them choose from one of 58 options to identify as. Number three, go out to the roads and country lanes and compel them to come in so that my house will be full. Unless you'd rather stay at home and simply like, comment, and share about me on your computer. I support Lazy Lops too. That is the end of Things Jesus Never Said. Alrighty, we're going to get into our first article. So, uh, the first one is titled, Trillions of Cicadas Are About to Emerge After 17 Years Underground. This is by CBS News, written March 5th, 2021. Quote, Films about invading insects have been scarring moviegoers for decades. But now, a real-life insect invasion of what are called periodical cicadas will put Hollywood to shame by its sheer size and scope. Over the next few weeks along the East Coast and Midwest, the cicadas will emerge from the ground, shed their skins, and partake in a month-long mating ritual, making quite a scene, climbing trees and singing mating songs as loud as a hundred decibels, the same intensity as a jackhammer. And then going a little farther down, uh, there are over a dozen known broods of cicadas in the U.S. categorized by when they emerge together from the ground. Brood X is considered one of the largest and makes its appearance like clockwork every 17 years. So apparently these cicadas, when they come out, once they find a mate, they die. So it's... <laughs> I'm, I'm assuming this this is under the category of creeping things the Bible talks about, but it's like, wow. After it comes out, it just finds a mate and then dies. And I believe someone said it doesn't eat during that time either. But the good thing about these cicadas is that they don't bite. They're not poisonous. They're harmless. You can literally pick one up and stuff. But for me, I'm, I can deal with bugs and, you know, um, reptiles, all those, all those things. I just don't like when they make noise, like if they screech or stuff like that. And apparently they just make noise. That's the only thing that would throw me off. But the thought that they're harmless and they don't bite or sting or anything, I'm willing to pick one up. But unfortunately they're not in California. So, but if you live in California, it's almost June bug season. So that's the closest thing you're going to get to. And you might say, how 
am I going to relate this to the Bible? I can't. I just wanted to mention it because it was a cool thing that's happening right now. So, article number two. Title, Out and Out Racist. Dairy farmer with two prosthetic legs sues Biden administration for basing loan forgiveness on race. This is by The Daily Wire and written by Hank Berrien, May 6, 2021. Quote, a Chilton, Wisconsin dairy farmer who has two prosthetic legs has joined four other farmers from Wisconsin, Minnesota, Ohio, and South Dakota to sue the Biden administration regarding a $4 billion plan inserted into the Biden administration's COVID relief program that allegedly forgives loans for farmers and ranchers who are black, Native American, Hispanic, or Asian, but does not do the same for white farmers. And before I continue, unquote, I did look up the American Rescue Plan. And in that section for farmers, it says socially disadvantaged. So that phrase is in there. And if you would like to look it up, just Google it and it'll give you the website for, I think, the government website that shows everything that was written in it. But anyways, uh, the lawsuit states, quote, quote, in March 2021, the United States retreated from the principle of equality under the law by enacting a race-based loan forgiveness program in the American Rescue Plan Act of 2021, or ARPA. Among other things, ARPA provides billions of dollars of debt relief to socially disadvantaged farmers and ranchers. The phrase socially disadvantaged includes explicit racial classifications. To be eligible for ARPA's debt relief, farmers and ranchers must be black or African American, American Indian, or Alaskan Native, Hispanic or Latino or Asian American or Pacific Islander. Islander. Other farmers, white farmers, for example, are ineligible. So before I comment, last part. Adam Faust, the Chilton farmer who was born with spina bifida, for sure I'm saying that wrong, and milks roughly 70 cows on his 200 acres, told Fox 11, it was just one it was just out and out racist. And I really don't think that there should be racism allowed in the federal government at any level. Speaking on Fox News, he added, I mean, racism against anybody is wrong. We can't have a government picking and choosing who they're going to give any program to based solely on the color of their skin. Everything that we have all learned growing up is ra his racism was wrong. And now all of a sudden, the federal government seems to think that racism is acceptable in certain ways, unquote. All right, there's more, but I'm not going to read the whole thing. Okay. Listen. Now, you might be listening to the show, or you know someone that will say, well, it's not racist because it's going to socially disadvantaged group. But it becomes racist when you have to exclude a race. No government program should be based solely on race. Now, um, just because it includes white people or this thing is targeting white people or excluding white people, just because it's tied to white people doesn't mean it can't be racist. Because any race can be racist. But that's just... I just want to throw it out there. But so what are we supposed to think about this? This is one of the easiest ones to decipher because it says in Acts 1034, 
Then Peter opened his mouth and said, of, of a truth, I perceive that God is no respecter of persons. God is no respecter of persons. God doesn't do stuff like this. God wouldn't say, well, I guess all the Mexicans are getting healing, but, you know, the Chinese <laughs> that are on their own. Like that, that doesn't, that doesn't happen. Or, you know what? I'm going to financially bless the white people, but the black people, I'm not, I, they're, they're on their own. It doesn't work like that with God. God promises, God makes promises to his children. Now, if you want to say that, um, his blessings are exclusive to his children. Okay. You can't claim promises that are promised to his children if you're not his child. But at the same time, God makes it available so that you can become a child and then receive those promises. So once you become a child through being born again or accepting Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, then you can claim those promises. But those promises are for all his children. All his children. So God doesn't promise healing to a portion of his children and then the rest he doesn't. That's why it says he's no respecter of persons. Now you might go to each category of his promises and say, well, I think some people can claim this promise and others can't. If you have that type of thinking, then you would have to apply that to salvation. You would have to say, well, God saves some people and doesn't save others. It doesn't work like that. As firm as you believe that God can save people, I mean, salvation is available to anyone and that once they accept Jesus, that they're born again, they are. So that applies to all his promises that he promises his children. And then it says in James chapter 2, verses 1, well, let me read verse 1. My brethren, have not the faith of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord of glory, with respect of persons. For if there come unto your assembly a man with a gold ring and goodly apparel, and there come in also a poor man in vile raiment, and you have respect to him that wears the gay clothing, or it's King James, but, uh, and say unto him, you sit here, in a good place, and say to the poor, you stand there or sit here under my footstool. Are you not then partial in yourselves and are become judges of evil thoughts? So, if you go uh, further down in the chapter, verse 9, it says, But if you have respect of persons, you commit sin and are convinced of the law as transgressors. So, this one's easy. It's not good. Whatever law is made especially if it's relief it should be equal playing field available to everyone and you can't look at it um some people would like to look at certain areas of i guess america and say like you know you'll read statistics about one certain race either not taking advantage of certain things and certain people would like to say, oh, that 
system's racist because they're not it's not equal to them but you got to look at laws and say okay is this law available to so let's just talk about covid relief right now at least just to give you an example if one race is taking advantage of the covid relief and taking legally what they can and then it shows in statistics that this other race isn't taking advantage of it as much. Certain people would say, oh, then that's racist. Well, you got to look at it face value. You got to look deeper into it and say, why would that certain race not be taking advantage of this, uh, you know, relief? Now, when you look at this, the if it's say if it's excluding excluding a race that's not good you can't give favor to someone and then exclude another that ain't good now i know i read james chapter 2 and it's talking about church but that concept still stands being a respecter of persons you got to treat everyone equal loving people equal you can't uh, do that. And especially when you make laws, you can't um, you can't have respect for one race or the other. It's got to be equal playing field and everything. So I don't know the full case of what this farmer, you know, he's suing the Biden administration, but we'll see what comes out of it. But if I... If I knew that I wasn't getting something literally just because my color, I would be upset. But I probably wouldn't do the same thing because I was just praying God would bless me anyway. So, but anyways, uh, moving on. Third article and last. Uh, the title is Trillions of Cicadas. Oh, whoops. <laughs> Wrong one. Sorry. Title Disneyland Snow White Ride Attacked for kiss without her consent and this is by the new york post and is written by lee brown quote disneyland's revamped snow white ride has become the largest target of cancel culture because it features the iconic kiss by prince charming that happens as she sleeps as she sleeps and without her consent oh my goodness the theme park in Anaheim, California, opened Friday for the first time in more than 400 days since the pandemic started, showing off its newly revamped Snow White's Enchanted Wish Ride. But it was immediately ripped in a review that said the park should have reimagined the 1938 cartoon classic to avoid ending with the iconic True Love's Kiss that awakened Snow White. SFGate reviewers Katie Dowd and Julie Tremaine attacked the ride for including the kiss he gives to her without her consent while she sleeps, which cannot possibly be true love if only one person knows it's happening. Haven't we already agreed that content, consent is early in early Disney movies is a major issue? The pair wrote on the site, the digital home of the San Francisco Chronicle. Uh, and before I continue. Okay. I don't know if you've been to Disneyland before. But 
now I'm speaking from a guy's perspective. So ladies that are listening to this, you can um, maybe on Facebook, you can um, say your opinion. That is the last thing I would see that's something wrong in Disneyland. That wouldn't even cross my mind. And girls that I know that have gone to Disneyland, that has not been an issue. So for Disneyland to be closed for you know, about 400 days and then open, then someone to complain about that, there's something wrong there. But anyways, let's keep going. Uh, quote, that teaching kids that kissing when it hasn't been established and both parties are willing to engage is not okay. It's hard to understand why the Disneyland of 2021 would choose to add a scene with such old-fashioned ideas of what a man is allowed to do to a woman, they wrote, highlighting, highlighting other changes to questionable themes and rides. Why not reimagine an ending in keeping with the spirit of the movie and Snow White's place in the Disney canon, but that avoids this problem, they ask. Quote, okay. Now, I wouldn't say I'm a Disney fanatic, but I will say I'm a Disney fan. And if you've watched the whole movie, if you, uh, th- this is what they said earlier, that how could it possibly be true love if only one person knows it's happening? Okay. She was already in love with him, like in the middle of the movie. She met with him, or I guess the Prince Charming. Um, She met Prince Charming, and then she told the dwarves, uh, sang a song about how she already loves him. So, and then after he gives her the kiss, she's all happy, and then she goes with them, and then they get married. So, all that is crap. That they're trying to write about it, okay? And it's not the first time that he met the girl. Maybe they have a case if Prince Charming at the end of the movie finds Snow White and it's their first time meeting, then they he tries to kiss her. Okay, fine. Okay, I can I can see that case. But they already met. She was already singing about him to the dwarves after only one time meeting. I think that's a problem there, falling in love at the at the first meeting of a stranger. Although I guess that happens. But anyways, but, you know, it's already done. Now, as a Christian, there's not, it may be the, the witchcraft in it, but it's, it's, it's not even an issue, okay? As a Christian, I'm not concerned about my kids watching Snow White. And seeing Prince Charming kissing a girl who's unconscious. In fact, he was trying to save her life. She was dead or had a dead sleep. So she should be thankful that he saved her life. But anyways, as a Christian, it's like this is, I don't care if my kids, when I get kids actually, um, I wouldn't care if my kids watch Snow White or, you know, Aladdin, stuff like that. Okay. But these people aren't talking about the stuff that kids can see on YouTube. I think I talked about this before, but little Nas, um, he has reached out to kids because I believe he was on Sesame street and 
you know, kids have watched his videos and now they're watch they watched his Satan video, like giving him giving Satan lap dance. And it's like and then and then um uh Cardi B with her WAP video or WAP WAP song. Like they're not saying anything against those things which kids are able to have access to now. It's either they have access or their parents don't care. And they don't have a problem with that, but they have problems with cartoons. Like, for example, the other one, uh, I, I think maybe a month ago, about a month ago, Pepe Le Pew. Oh, man, he's problematic because he's promoting rape culture. It's like, what are you talking about? The last thing that kids and adults watching Looney Tunes saw was rape culture or rape. I'm not saying no one, absolutely no one saw that when they saw Pebble Le Pew or Snow White. But but virtually no one would see uh, rape culture in Pebble Le Pew and, and then, you know, Snow White or Kissing Without Consent, whatever. And uh, as a Christian, we can't focus our attention on things that are not problems and um you know you're in charge of your own kids so you get to decide what your kids want to watch and everything but we got to make sure as christians we're focusing our attention on things that are more important things that actually matter or that are truly affecting our kids. And if you focus your attention on the wrong thing and then not focus on the real problem, then the real problem is going to have a more effect on than the things that weren't even problem in the first place. So that's why as a parent, and obviously I'm not a parent yet, but I've had I've I've worked in the school system and I have had my own class and I've had to have rules about watching things and stuff like that. So again, not a parent. I'm not a parent. But the Bible says raise or train up a child in the way they should go, and when they are older, they won't depart from it. So make sure you're focusing on important issues. And attacking the right things that are going to really affect your children. So that way you can uh, put good things into your children. And then get them away from those bad things. The ones that are real important versus the things that are not even an issue. Especially Snow White. It's a good film. You should watch it. But uh, anyways, that's that's all for today. And we will be back tomorrow. We're going to, like I promised last week, we're going to get a little more into the CTR. And if you do not do not know what that is, that's critical race theory. And um, we're going to get into what God did for Peter when he, wouldn't, he didn't want to deal with Gentiles or people that weren't Jews. And we're going to talk about Israel and what's been going on. All right. This is. God bless you and have a good night.